0: Why work from home when your office could be anywhere? 2021 (laughs) will be the year to rediscover the great outdoors. Let Mid-America RV. Oh, my God, Mello, you completely (laughs) messed me up. Let Mid-America RV be your guide with their diverse selection of travel trailers, teardrops. They have the right size RV for everyone, all backed by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better than RV from Mid-America RV. Find out more at midamericarv.com. I made up that entire ad read because. Oh
1: my gosh, Melo! I was wondering. <laughs> Collinsworth why has looking. his
2: slide in. I need something.
0: I, need I was something.
1: wondering why he was looking behind him, and I realized he was looking behind him now because he was trying to figure out if he <laughs> Make could spin sure his chair on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're watching the you of these do. things,
2: well, I, I just, I was like, do I have room? I, I bet I could spin. That's how my brain works. Do I have room? I bet I could spin in this chair. I could.
0: If you're watching on YouTube, Mello just did a pirouette, and my lighting in the office is bad today. Well, yeah, back up a little bit. Um, We're doing a little spring cleaning, redecorating my side of the office. Mello's got an empty shelf over there. I don't know what he's going to put on that. Can't wait to see. But a lot of redecorating in the office. And as always, this is where we have to plug our Manscaped sponsors, presenting sponsor. And I think what's gonna to have to happen today is our guy Big Country is gonna to have to post a photo of his beautiful face <laughs> that he used his lawn, on off that lawn, lawn trimmer. He lost a bet to me and had to shave to a Fu Manchu. <laughs> it's beautiful. If he could just pop in, Mello, right now, and just show the face, that'd be I great. Think been... We can get him in here. We he can a... he you can't hear here, but if we could just if you could just have him pop in and show
1: be
0: great. his face, Austin show yourself. <laughs> like, he's like a giant like... baby. Yeah, he can't no. hear like when you me try right to now. feed him
1: peas, you're like, no, mm, no.
0: That's I will awesome. say this. Facial hair is men's makeup. Like it covers up. So- <laughs> it makes your face look slimmer. I messed up and shaved too, too much for Cleveland week. And I mm. thought I looked stupid all week. So, well, man, if you are a guy and you're like, oh, I don't know if I like the way I look. Grow like some scruff. It changes everything. <laughs> and then never shave it. Never shave it to a Fu shoe. <laughs> Maybe you don't bet people on how fast you can run a 40-yard dash. That is what I would say, which is a perfect segue to the fact that DK Metcalf is an insane athlete. He finished ninth at the Olympic trials running a 10-3-7 in the 100-meter. He has not been training for this. His body is not built to be a sprinter. He's 240 pounds, guys. But just a phenomenal athletic feat. And I was really happy. I tried to actually take the weekend off of Twitter because it's terrible. And so I was really surprised Monday morning logging on and seeing people really being complimentary of like, does anyone understand how amazing this accomplishment is at his size and the fact that he's not been training for it? So 1037 yeah. is elite. Also, real quick, shout out state of Texas because I don't know. I, I saw this tweet, the top 100. High school times ever in the 100 meter dash are allegedly all from the state of Texas. Now, I don't well, know. With DK,
2: I, he placed ninth in this race. He had a ninth place finish. That would have been good for eighth place in the Texas high school 6A track meet. Eight. A 10 that's 3 insane. 7 would have gotten him eighth place in the Texas state championships. Ridiculous. That, the, like the kid that, re, that won it ran like a 10 flat in high school. So, like, we're celebrating DK and what he's done. These freaking high school kids, that's moving. That's ridiculous fast. That's like two seconds faster than any 100-meter dash I've ever seen in person
1: so in high school i don't know if this was the case for you guys but like it used to be where like track and field was like what you did in the off season to like stay in shape for other sports yeah. and like now Same it's thing. like legit i mean not to say that it wasn't legit for a long time but like now there like, were like
2: two kids stuff. on the team that would take it serious yeah. and like i'm gonna turn this into a scholarship were yeah. distance
0: runners yeah we're real at the school like nobody <laughs> yeah. was sprinting at our 1a high school you know it's like I think I ran like a 12,500 and was like, I'm so <laughs> fast. That's really slow guys. That's
1: I slow. was not fast at all. Like I I can own that. Like there, there's one thing that like, I hope I marry someone fast so my kid can get speed. Cause it's not coming from me. <laughs> it is not coming from me. Not <laughs> new, at all.
0: New questionnaire on the March matchup for next year. What did you <laughs> run the hundred yeah. in or the 400? What was your mile time? If it's sub five. Okay. If it's not, get out of here. we got no yeah. time for you, buddy
1: another question we can <laughs> we can ask is did you upgrade your two million dollar yacht to your six million dollar yacht like Tom Brady did and um, yeah. I just I like what a Florida man thing to do like just like <laughs> casually upped his thing but um, I saw this question going around and I wanted to ask you guys if you're Tom Brady what do you name your boat because bad luck not to name your boat seven rings seven rings but what if he wins more
0: he changed the name but like upgrade Old to grande, a billion dollar yacht
2: like ariana grande but with the seven rings that way it's just like whatever
0: or you just name your boat the goat yeah that's goat i like that boat. one goat the boat that's
1: Goat. What <laughs> name it. or what did he or you can name it like avocado tequila or something right. um mellow any go other go? suggestions for the the yacht what would you guys name your boat
2: What's uh i wouldn't i would name it dodge ram and then drive it because i'm not getting on a fucking boat
1: Oh yeah, I forgot you know not swim. <laughs> <web. laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Hence the boat. Don't though. slash right.
2: can't. What would I name my life jacket? I mean, <laughs> something I want to hold on to forever.
1: <laughs> Which would be what?
2: Don't call I it wife. Nothing.
1: Yeah, I was just say. <laughs> Texas football.
2: Right. Even that's questionable at times.
0: Right. <laughs> Matt, what would you name your boat? Uh, I think Sally. I have why? no reason. I just like, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I'm like
1: scared for to ask why I thought there was okay, gonna I be the,
0: some. I don't know. I don't really have like you know people like name their cars or things like that. I don't really, I don't really do that.
1: Well, they say it's bad luck to not name your boat. That like, I that's agree. Why with. Pe- that's why people do it. It's not yeah. like a. Although my car does have a name.
0: I don't know what I would do. I I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I got nothing. I haven't won any Super Bowl rings yet.
1: So. Um... <laughs> I would I'd probably just put my name on it like actually yep. sources um Miss Terry got a new boat this summer and she put Miss Terry on it. Um, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pull a Miss Terry and put a page with a heart next to it on my boat.
2: yeah I, I can't tell if that's like a, a a cool move to do to just throw your name on it is if, if you're
1: miss Terry, low. it's cool as hell.
0: Yeah, the Miss Terry part brings it. It's kind of I would definitely make the s's dollar signs though. Right. Although oh, Miss Terry kind of sounds like mystery. So I would call it the mystery machine. The Miss Terry machine.
1: The Miss Terry machine.
0: The mystery, right? like, I didn't catch your name for your boat.
1: I would just name it Paige. Just Page. Just, actually it just be that sports page Duh, the brand has to stick i can't <laughs> at, believe i didn't think of it at, on the back right. of a, that sports page which actually just has my like the the ucf uniforms for spring it just has my twitter handle on the back of it right
0: right that and a actually QR code. is a, a QR great code idea. so they can scan to follow you
1: yeah so oh, yeah. if if my I future like husband or myself get a boat that's what the boat has to be named so done okay. deal um guys i saw a report that urban meyer not only did he text Justin Fields after the draft, but apparently he made a few phone calls before the draft when it came to the character issue stuff. I guess he called and was like, what are you guys talking about? Where are you hearing this? He didn't say who specifically he called. But do you think having a guy like Urban Meyer call it, either other teams or scouts or whatever carries any weight? Just because I know we talk about how coaches pump up their guy, but technically Justin Fields like wasn't his guy. So does that carry any weight because the fact that he just like knows him and is associated with him and he's not necessarily associated with Urban Meyer, just the school that he obviously loves and cares about. But I was curious what you guys thought about that. And I thought it was really great that he did that one because he knows him, but just curious what you think it carried weight
0: in terms of him being drafted. I think it carries weight because of the fact that Urban's now an NFL coach. If he was still the head coach at Ohio State, it might not carry as much weight. But something that I know happens every process is when there's like a firing at a school, especially a firing, or when a coach moves on, that draft class doesn't have someone to advocate for them. So the University of Texas, right? You fire Tom Herman, you bring in Steve Sarkeesian. Well, Coach Sark can't advocate for the seniors in that class. He's not advocating for Samuel Cosme and Caden Stearns and Joseph Oside because he doesn't know them. And so that can sometimes be part of the issue, especially this year where the information cycle was so hard for scouts. So I think, I do think it would help that Urban Meyer did that just because in a lack of information, Urban is exceptionally well-connected. So if he calls Matt Nagy and is like, Hey, I don't know where the hell this is coming from. It could not be more off base let me give you some examples of the type of character, you know, person that he is, then I think it can help. But also sometimes that stuff backfires, right? Which is why you'll hear, well, so-and-so team didn't talk to the head coach. It's because the head coach is oftentimes a terrible source of information on a player because they're inherently biased. The more early draft prospects they have, the better it is for recruiting. So I think that's where like, don't read too much into it, but Like, sometimes it does matter.
2: Is Urban Meyer really the person you want to talk to about character concerns, though? (laughs) It's like, come on. He probably had glowing things to say about those Florida teams, too. So it might carry some weight, like you said, Matt, because he's an NFL coach now. But I'm not picking up the phone to call Urban Meyer to be like, hey, what do you think about this kid's character who recruited Aaron Hernandez? No, like, I'm not calling Urban Meyer. I don't care what he has to say about
0: character.
1: Fair and that's points. all he has to say about that. That's, that is totally fair. I mean, I thought it was great that he made the effort to do it for a guy that technically it doesn't really reflect on him. Yeah. Yes. It reflects yeah. on Ryan Dane stuff, but I think because of that, like you said, he is a head coach now. Um, And he, if he was just, you know, retired still, like he said he was going to be forever and <laughs> commentating and just doing things like that, it might not have been as important, but I thought that was interesting that he made the effort to go and do that for, Could for you believe
0: anything Urban Meyer ever said. I mean, he could have been like, no, I don't. It's going to rain today. I'd be like, let me check weather.com because it would have to be actively raining I for know. me to believe him. Right. Even then, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably going to snow, if
2: anything.
1: You guys want to know something really kind of not embarrassing, but like before all the stuff happened at Ohio State with everything there, and um I had read his book and like it's about like success and like how to win and how to be basically like hold yourself to a higher standard. And I remember when all that news came out, I was like, <laughs> Oh, OK, <laughs> right. well,
2: so well, didn't Ohio State hire him as like a some kind of culture professor Probably. or something like that.
1: Oh, I, you're right. I think it was he does. something
2: stupid. And it's like, come on, when it all costs. we're gonna hire
0: him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, um, that's just part of college football, I think, in general. Um, so Deion Sanders, who is new to the college football game as the head coach of Jackson State, um, is hosting a satellite camp. And, um, one of the kids that was invited, one of the recruits that was invited, um, tweeted out, I guess, saying that he was going to this camp and in the email or whatever they got for this camp, it says, don't post this on social media. And this kid posted on social media and Dion took it upon himself to respond and say, you know, we're looking for high character guys that are smart and you were told not to post this. (laughs) My thing here is, look, I don't think it's worth dunking on him. I think if you were really concerned about teaching him a lesson, maybe DM him and say, hey, this was what the instructions were and you did not follow them. But I wanted to get your guys' opinion. Do you think it's – I mean, it's all since been deleted, but I'm just curious your thoughts on the initial reaction of dunking on him on Twitter and having that out there for other people to see in terms of recruiting.
0: I am not at all surprised. And not just because it's Deion Sanders, who you guys know I really don't care for, but that's just the era that we're in everything is about attention especially in college recruiting like everything is about attention whether it's hashtags or photoshop edits like you know the very positive cool stuff or let's dunk on people for attention let's pick fights with other teams for attention like i'm not surprised at all i i do understand like if you were told not to do something like when you're credentialed for the super bowl you cannot post a photo of that credential because they don't want people copying it there are a lot of reasons why right so I understand like you have to follow certain rules when you're invited somewhere, but I do think there was a better way than, you know, coming at the guy. Um, I'll tell you a short story. One year, um, the NFL combine, which Melo knows I have a love hate relationship with because you can be credentialed media. All that gives you access to is the room where you can interview prospects in like a press conference style format, but it's also where all the radio shows and like team websites set up. So I needed a credential so that I could be interviewed by people, not so that I could interview people. And I said something about, it's kind of bullshit. I tweeted, it's like, it's kind of bullshit that we have to go through this credentialing process to not watch workouts just so we can be interviewed by other people. And the NFL, someone from the communications department at the NFL saw it, reached out to Bleacher Report and said, so Matt doesn't need his credential. Is that what I'm understanding? So like, they were being petty. I was too, but that dude could not came on- that dude could have came on Twitter and been like, oh, so we'll just cancel your credential. But he yeah. didn't, which I did respect that they were like, you know, also they're trying to even troll my bosses who were like, yeah, I don't know if he <laughs> does need one actually. So fuck it. Um, but like, there's there's a right way to handle, you know, I, I was in the wrong there. They, they handled it the better way.
2: But I don't think other recruits are going to look at this and be like, oh my God, it's so cool that Dion's doing this on social media. Yeah, I think it's a joke. I, I think that there were... A lot more qualified people to take that job. And I, I'm not here for the Deion Sanders experience. Yeah. And, like, when you look at Nick Saban and the way that he runs his program, uh, he, does it the right program. Way. he doesn't program. He doesn't yell at his players or anything like that. He's got a program to run, and he's doing a very good job at it. He's going to get on the ass of his assistant coaches, but I guarantee, yeah. like, the recruit that leaked the uh, Zoom call, I bet Nick Saban oh. wasn't like, yep, going to go after him. He was probably like, hey, man, that's yeah. not really the way we do things at Alabama. Yeah, he just ghost them.
0: I think there's a chance that Nick Saban's like never talking to you again.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but calling out a recruit on social media is rough. I I think it's a way to lose more recruits. It's not going to be a good sign.
1: I also just thought that like there are much worse things that recruits tweet out. Like I don't think that was – he was excited that he was invited. It wasn't like he was like dunking on Jackson State or doing anything that was like talking shit. Like he just – did yeah he should have been smarter than that of course but like if you really want to teach a lesson i think maybe having that conversation um and i do think it will reflect on the fact that like guys will be see that and be a little worried that you know if they he tweet did. anything that Dion could do that because i don't think there are any coach i don't can't think of any other coach that i would know of that may do that like maybe lane kiffin like as a joke like nine would never do it seriously but i can't think of any other coach in college football that would be my twitter doing that Leach, you really think so
2: yep yeah i don't know if i have to pick one that's gonna do it it's mike leach and he'll he'll have some like stupid meme about it too yeah
1: it'll be like did you know back in
0: 1682 that this happened the ocean blue yeah It was know, 1492. It's okay. I, yeah, I was just saying, I, sure. I know it just it
1: runs. It's funny. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, moving on to some NFL stuff. I kind of wanted to revisit a topic that we've discussed on this podcast that was huge news when it came out. A specific quarterback that said he was kind of upset about the situation where he was. And no, I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. So now that that's sort of like passed, if you're a Seattle fan and you're also the Seahawks, what are your thoughts on that? Did they resolve it? Where do you go from there? Cause it was something that was open and out there. Was that just like a power move to get them to do stuff or was he legitimately, do you guys think legitimately wanted to go somewhere
0: else? I see this a couple ways. ways. Um, I don't, I've said this about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know that either of them really have a whole lot of room to be upset. Like Russell Wilson has Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and they added Gabe Jackson. Like they, they did some things. They traded for a very good left tackle and Dwayne Brown. Like what, more do you really want from this team? There's a limitation on salary cap. There's a limitation on draft picks. They only had three this year, like, and they drafted a receiver. Like, what do you want? I think with Russell Wilson, who knows? He's a very complex individual. I'll say that. So it's very tough to say, like, he didn't get a new contract. That was me kicking the table. Uh, He didn't, like, what did he actually get other than maybe looking more spoiled to his teammates who – in his past have not liked him. Now the current roster might, but when you're Russell Wilson, I think, and I was Aaron Rodgers as well. I don't completely understand what you're upset about. So maybe just look at the fact that you're making $30 million. You're on teams that are good enough to make the playoffs every year. And sure. You're going to lose some big games. That happens to everyone. Even Tom Brady has lost a couple Super Bowls, right? It's like, I see it. Like I've lost respect for both of these quarterbacks because of their like, whining and like they're just like petulant little children like just play you're making 30 million dollars a year if you want more money fucking ask for it they'll give it to you but like at some point it is on you right hey aaron maybe you should have run that fucking touchdown in i don't know scramble right no one talks don't have to worry
2: about the field goal
0: right yeah yeah that's what the answer on jeopardy should have been excuse me the question what quarterback didn't run it in from the three yard line and then bitched about a field goal oh (laughs) it was me it's like (laughs) That actually, like as you can see, really annoys the shit out of me because football is—it's on the front office, it's on the coaching staff, but it's on you as a player. And if you don't like the outcome, do better. It's that simple. That's my no. TED talk. I'm leaving now. I,
1: yes. <laughs> I disagree, though, because I think like you can't expect them to do everything. That's the point. And the people that are in control are the team, so they do need to make moves to make it work. But they and have.
0: I- they have like the the packers kept aaron jones they have the best offensive line in football like i don't what more could the green bay packers and everybody says draft a receiver in the first round we talk constantly about how the bus rate at <laughs> yeah. wide receiver in the first round is the biggest you know? i understand like they've drafted devontae adams in the second round you have one of the three best receivers in football man like how what do about
1: what you want? how about ask your quarterback what they want
0: that, it. Okay, that would be fair of saying like here you know is mean? what we realistically can invest yeah. on offense. Yeah. So, and like with Aaron, I get they traded up to take the guy. Guess what? You were once that guy replacing Brett Favre. So I think there's probably be a little bit of leverage there.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I did not expect you to get this upset.
0: I'm just
3: tired the of all whole, these
2: Go ahead, Milo. the first round receiver thing. Like when you look at some yes. of the best receiving cores in football not first round receivers the Seahawks right. that we were just talking about, like, except for this year, those, those wide receivers are going to be good. Rounders. <laughs> we'll like, we'll this see. Like, I don't know if that's going to make a good receiving core though, or the Kansas city chiefs. Like who's Pat Mahomes throwing to that's a first rounder, right? It's not Tyreek. It's not Travis, Kelsey, Darren Waller's great. Not a first rounder. So I hate that argument. Oh, we need to invest in a first round receiver. Like why? Why? But Just that, I feel like it's a happy? fan
1: narrative. I don't think that's an Aaron Rodgers narrative. I don't think Aaron, I mean, I don't know if he's ever said that. Last year, about.
0: it was reported that he got pissed that they took Jordan Love instead of a wide receiver.
1: Well, I think it was more about Jordan Love and it being a quarterback than yeah. anything. I don't think it was more about that. But yeah, I, I don't know. But and I think that that too is the hard part is now fans are able to express why they're so upset. And that becomes the narrative around yeah. a player without that player even giving their opinion on it. So. Yeah, that's the I, other
0: thing i know a lot of people are like well was adam Schefter's report even right you know there's an interview on dan patrick's show last week a lot of packer fans were hitting me up and like oh like your guy you know reported a hunch and i was like number one no he didn't because so i was standing right beside him when he broke the news and like has aaron Rodgers refuted the story nope he hasn't so
1: no but apparently right? he's upset it leaked remember
0: <laughs> sure
1: I literally said to Melo before the show, we do this every time. I jinx myself. I was like, yeah. I don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Let's not talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah,
2: don't want to talk about the 49ers. Yeah, don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Like and then what are we talking minutes.
1: about? All right. Well, um, we are going to talk a little college football. We are going to take a break and come back and talk about the top five teams. We are excited to watch all right, guys, we are back and very excited for college football season. We are going to be on the road at some games, but for now, we just get to talk about it. So we are going to pick our top five teams that we are excited about. And our guy, Mello, is going to go first because I never pick him to go first. I guess you go first.
2: You get That's to i oh, I'm so happy. Uh, top five teams that I am excited about to see. Obviously, number one, the Texas Longhorns for many reasons. Uh, Even if I'm not, if I weren't a Texas fan, which clearly I am. uh, But I do want to see what Sark does with this offense. I want to see how good it can be. I want to see, was that a product of great Alabama recruiting and great players? Or does he have some great offensive scheme that we uh, haven't figured out how to slow down yet? And I'm excited to see that with my Texas Longhorns. So they are numero uno for me on this list. Number two is Clemson. They lost a lot of really good players. I, I feel Clemson. like yeah.
3: Clemson
2: Clemson 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 there's a P Clemson P in there Clemson uh, I do want to see what their new quarterback looks like full-time he looks like a beast we saw him a little bit last year moving on from Trevor Lawrence I think we're going to see more running from the quarterback position there breaking in some new receivers some new running backs so what is, is this Clemson get, team going to look like the national title contender they usually are or, or what are they going to do? I'll, I'll guarantee they probably dominate in the ACC still, but I am excited about them. Number three team I'm excited about seeing. Uh, I thought this was going to be a surprise one, but UCF, I want to see what Gus Melzon can do. Uh, they've talked about being national championships before and doing all this stuff. I want to see what they can actually do. I think they're a talented team getting a guy like Malzon in there. His offense is exciting. I think Don Gabriel could be a good quarterback in there. So number three team I'm excited about is UCF, uh, the one once upon a time national champions. Number four team I'm excited about, and this one should have been higher on my list, the Cincinnati Bearcats. I think this is a legitimately good football yep. team. I've already started doing some like preseason work on, on a preview. I think this is a top 10 team in the nation, not in the American conference, not a group of five team. I think they're going to be very good with Desmond Ritter coming back with Gardner, with Sanders on the defense, returning a lot of these players. I think Cincinnati can be very good and I'm excited to see it. I would like to see a group of five team make a legit run or get into the college football playoff. And I think Cincinnati is the best uh, chance to do that, that we've seen in a really long time. So Cincinnati is definitely making my list. And then for a lot of the same reasons, Iowa State, I think Iowa State could win the Big 12 this year. And I know that Oklahoma is a big-time favorite. I know that I'm a Texas fan, but Iowa State returned a lot of really good players. And Brock Purdy, I don't think he's an NFL prospect, but I think he can win games. And when you have to turn around and hand the ball off to Brees Hall, that makes your job a lot easier. But they returned a lot of guys, so I'm very excited about Iowa State.
1: Um, Is it just me? I was doing like some preview work, and I was like, Brock Purdy's still in college. Like, I feel I know. like
3: he's there yeah, forever.
1: But I legitimately like, Kohler. wait,
0: what? Yeah, Charlie yeah. Kohler as well. Uh, yeah. They're tight yeah. end. Uh, Chase Allen, they have two really good tight ends. But yeah, Iowa State, it feels like that whole team is there for the seventh year.
1: Yeah, it, yep. it is obnoxious. But the other thing I was going to mention about Mellow's list really quickly, because they're not on mine, they are on um, Matt, so it'll be a good segue, um, is Clemson. I think this is the first time that we're seeing them as a team that, like, can Dabo be Nick Saban and manage a turnover of basically an era of having and being spoiled with Trevor Lawrence? And can he continue to do this and grow on this? So Matt, I'll let you go next with your list since your number one is.
0: Yeah, my number one is Clemson, uh, which Clemson. we're all saying it funny now because we're overthinking it. So Clemson <laughs> is number one with star sophomore quarterback, DJ Ui Ungalele. Shout out Kevin Nagande for teaching me how to say that. Uh, i Man, I know we talked about it last week. This dude torched Notre Dame. He arguably looked better than Trevor Lawrence did. So I'm very excited to see the step that he takes. And I do think that Clemson will go from having Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence to DJ and having superstar level quarterbacks who are Heisman contenders. Yeah, Kelly Bryant was there for a little bit. We've kind of forgotten about that era. It really doesn't matter. So I'm very. excited. About and also, like their defense is good. The return of Justin Ross is big at wide receiver, um, and then just what they do in the backfield. I think. be
1: <laughs> By the way, good. he's not transferring today. There was he <laughs> yeah. tweeted. He was like, "Must be a slow news day." I'm not transferring because I guess someone yeah. said that he was transferring. So he it was trending
2: answering. on Sunday night that he was transferring or that he had entered the portal, and then he shut it down on Monday morning. Yeah, good. Is
1: he's he even? Seven. I don't think he's been fully cleared to play football yet either. I don't think that's a. I thought he deal. was
0: cleared in January. I think he was ready right? to
1: go, but I don't. I don't know. I thought okay. there were still some lingering questions about that. Maybe he was. I and I missed yeah. it.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, that's why they're the, the team I'm most excited to see. Number two, the Oregon Ducks. Ugh. This is all about one player. Kavon, Thibodeau, page, get used to it because we're going to be talking about this monster a lot.
1: I'm fine talking about Kavon. I just don't he's think he's amazing. The he team is-,
0: is amazing. I have no idea how good the team will be. I really don't care because I'm going to be watching number five. That's it because he is freaking awesome. So I'm excited for that. Number three, Texas AM because the Aggies are fucking loaded. They have seven players in my top 50. None of them are a quarterback. If they get solid quarterback play, they will be a contender in the SEC. I understand what I just said. Mm-hmm. If they get solid quarterback play, they will be a contender. They are, I mean, I don't want to go to College Station, but I think we might have to because they are so loaded with NFL talent. Isaiah Spiller, probably my second favorite player in the country. So what do wasn't you mean? it?
1: Wasn't it you who said you'd like to see them win games when everybody else is playing college football?
0: Yep. Last week.
1: Okay, Just I was just checking. Yep. So you're excited yep. to right. see if they can actually do that.
2: Yeah, you said they have seven players in your top fifty. Yeah, so it says one player for every win that they'll get next year. <laughs> oh,
0: zing! Whoa. One win for every sanction that Jumbo will have. <laughs> number four it is the Texas Longhorns I'm excited for Bijan Robinson we saw what mm. Najee Harris looked like in Steve Sarkisian's offense whether you're a Texas fan or not this young man is going to break out and I truly believe Tom Herman was fired because he was too stupid to turn around and hand the ball to Bijan Robinson like that's what it came down to they would have won three more games if they'd given him the ball instead of Keontae Ingram so the Bijan show will roll in 2021. He should be on your Heisman short list. He's going to be fantastic. And then finally, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Obviously, they're loaded for the 2021 NFL Draft, but seeing young players like Bryce Young step into the spotlight, I thought he looked really good during the Alabama spring game. Evan Neal moving to left tackle is going to be huge. They just pulled in the top transfer portal linebacker in Henry, whose name I'm not going to butcher. So (laughs) they're just – I mean – the, their ability to reload, like Pedro's saying, is just freaking crazy. So big time excited for Alabama football.
1: Yeah, you guys are gonna be surprised. Alabama's actually not on my list, but it's just because, like, I feel like surprised. that's because, of course, I'm excited to watch them play. Like they're gonna be good regardless. I think people are overthinking it. I saw some like preseason rankings, and I'm like, people are like, oh, I don't know if Alabama's gonna be good with Bryce. Harris. I'm like, geez, you guys have learned nothing. Like <laughs> over the years, yeah. like seriously. Um, cool. So my list. I'm going to start with Indiana, because if they have Michael Penix Jr. back and he's healthy, I think they're going to be great. I love the culture they are creating there. Tom Allen is so exciting to watch and so fun to watch. And you can tell that his players really love playing for him. They are returning a decent amount of guys. So I do think it'll be kind of a fun season to watch them play, um, especially because last year was just amazing. And to see all the feels moments was the best for me. Um, My number two is the Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer guys, I am looking forward to seeing Spencer Rattler in his second year and developing under Lincoln Riley and becoming a quarterback that we are so proud of and can talk about on this show. And just to shove it in your guys' face because you hate him so much. But I also think it's less about their offense and more about their defense. I think their defense is returning a decent amount of guys and also will be pretty solid, which has been the knock on them and why they can't win a national championship. So I think this year we see a defense that actually can compete in other conferences besides a conference that doesn't believe in uh, defense in the Big 12. So um, I also picked UCF just because I like Gus Malzahn. I like the idea of a group of five team being in the college football playoff, and I think if there's going to be any team that can, it's going to be UCF because of Gus Malzahn. Um, I'm excited. I saw some of their spring game stuff and they had a bunch of trick plays drawn up. So looking forward to that offense, but also just the fact, like I said, the fact that like a guy like Gus, who's won in the best conference in college football is now here and can attest to that this level of football is good enough to play against everybody else and should be in that for, I think this is the team, maybe not this year, but next year, um, once he gets a lot more of his own people there, um will be could be the potential contender and actually win a real national championship instead of claiming them um when they didn't win them <laughs> getting
0: that okay. free trip to disney world whenever, right want. yep
1: um even though
0: it's in their backyard but still
1: <laughs> we should go to disney world that'd be fun no. oh we already talked about this no. so you guys don't nope. want to go nope. whatever <laughs> i'm taking i'm going with your mom and Haley, so it's fine Please and go. and and your girls we're doing a girls trip to disney world <laughs> um My next pick is going to be Ohio State. I think the theme here for me is like coaches that I really like that are good people, because I think Ryan Day is someone that we like used to call boring and we're like, "Ah, I'm not really a big fan of him. But what he's done at Ohio State, just by being him and kind of like keeping his head down and then like every now and then he makes like a snide comment to the media and it's like, all right, he's got a little fire in him. But this Ohio State team, I think is going to be really good. Um, I'm excited to see how they kind of move into the next era after winning a CFP game and kind of shutting down all that stuff. So excited for Ohio State. And I also feel like it's they're sort of like Alabama in the sense you can't ignore the fact that they're just going to reload and be good anyway. You know,
2: supposed to have two really good young quarterbacks, Jack Miller and CJ Stroud. Yep. I'm very excited about seeing both of those guys.
1: Yeah. No, it'll be a good season for them, I think. And again, I think they'll be in the conversation to, to win a national championship. Um, And the last but not least, I put Arizona yeah, on my list. At least. But I'm, no, it, I'm just excited to see what happens. Like, I have no idea. I also need to do some deep dive on our roster because I know a lot of people enter the transfer portal, all, all those things. Um, But I'm excited. Like, there's been a lot of talk around um, our spring game and having Gronk back and having some of the old players back that were good and they're, and it's just exciting to see that, like, people are actually talking about Arizona football for a change. Um, and some of the stuff that they um, did on the for the spring game went viral with Gronk. So I think they're headed in the right direction, and I just want to see how that's going to play out on the field. Because off the field, it looks really great right now. On paper, it's looking good, but I don't know how the execution is actually going to go down. So hoping Jed Fish gets it all done and we actually are like competitive in the pac 12 but the most important thing is that we beat arizona state so i really don't care about anything else but i really would like to be arizona state this year thank you
2: it <laughs> seems like a lot of people that like were actually in the know and knew about what, what's his name Jedfish. fish yeah liked yeah. that hire yeah. and it was some of the like the more casual fans that were like oh why are we doing this so uh, uh, yeah what I've read, the patrons? yeah it seems like he's gonna do a, a pretty good job there and i did like what they did with the spring game like you no offense you don't have a whole lot of like good veteran guys from that program so to bring in bronc and teddy Bruski, like yeah yeah, that's that's cool they should definitely lean into that i mean that's pretty much how miami rebuilt their program it's like hey we can get these guys to come back here and we're gonna establish this and it was really cool to see them like having guys at miami talk about working out and ed reed being there uh help them recruit and i think that arizona should lean into every program should lean into it if they can
1: yeah. And I think too, like you don't normally hear about Arizona spring game, but like I saw people tweeting about it that were like yeah. big time college football people that normally wouldn't say anything about Arizona spring game. So I was pretty excited about that.
0: Same. Some of that's Gronk, but whatever.
1: <laughs> the Gronk factor.
0: <laughs> whatever. I love it.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we are going to answer some paging two guys questions now. Are you ready? Do we have names on these now?
2: Nope all right
0: lazy
1: (laughs) (laughs) lazy it's Uh, the
0: off season for all of us
1: yeah Uh, we're all a little tired but we're here um okay someone said we don't know who because mel didn't put the names in um i know it's early but what are the best position groups of the 2022 draft any big body receivers
0: Uh, So, big body receiver justin ross and joseph ingata might be it they're just I think big
2: body receivers are dead. I yeah, they just don't I have it anymore. They like, They play tight end. So,
0: yeah. Weitermeyer. Yeah, uh, yeah check Texas out the tight end and, position. Uh, right? Yeah, Billingsley at Alabama. Yeah, right. Those <laughs> yeah. are the guys. Uh, man. Oh, Traylon Burks at Arkansas
2: is big. Yeah, he's a guy that I need to watch more. Course, uh, he, I put him on my watch list, but I well, I haven't taken a look at secret, him yet. Secretly,
1: we might be going to Arkansas.
2: We are going. Yeah. Not my
0: We will be there. <laughs>
1: okay. So,
0: Whoa. Well. Yeah. I think offensive
2: uh, not, tackles are really good class.
0: Yeah, as far really? as deepest. Um, how about this one? Edge. I have four edge rushers in my top thirteen: Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah. Zach Harrison, which we need a breakout year from him, but he's talented. Uh, George Karloftis at Purdue and Drake Jackson at USC. So yep. really good edge edge group. It looks like.
2: Yep. And I've this got year... all four of them in my top ten. Dang. And uh, Majai Sanders at Cincinnati is going to be good.
0: Yeah. And we, we kind of saw like a down edge group this year. Eight yeah, that's what I was going to say. Tyreek like... Smith, Nick Benito, Paige mentioned that Oklahoma's loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good edge group for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think tackle's is. good as well. Offensive tackle's good. Um, Evan Neal is probably my favorite right now. There's not that like Panay Sewell where you're like, okay, we've known no. forever, but there's there's a lot of talented players there.
2: Well, what was it like the 2020 draft class? Whereas like Tristan Wirfs and mm. uh, Jedrick Wills and guys like that, I was like, okay, we kind of know who they are. Right. But then they blew up throughout the season. I could see this offensive tackle class Same. being similar to that, to where there are just so many of them, to where with that year, we waited for like, okay, who's going to emerge as the guy? And then they kind of just all did. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar with the 2022 draft. Dang. You
1: guys are very excited. To yeah. watch these guys, it is exciting to yeah. you talk about these guys and they end up on a list and then you're like, oh wait, now we actually get to watch them play and focus on them and actually yep. care because they're coming out. All right, um, next question: How fast will the Eagles rebuild be with three first-round picks in 2022?
0: Very simple answer: It'll be very fast if they actually hit on those picks. Yeah. Um, if they but, don't, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. I mean you like think the Giants had three first round picks a couple of years ago and they took Daniel Jones jury's still very out on him uh I think they also got Dexter Lawrence that year he's good and they got DeAndre <laughs> Baker who's not on the team anymore so right. like having three first round picks doesn't does automatically mean, mean you're going to be good right you have to hit on those picks so it helps they I mean a lot of it is how does Jalen Hurts look this year that's the big key right. but they could use those three first-round picks. They're going to have to do a lot of work on their offensive and defensive line in the near future. You could jumpstart that next year.
2: Yeah, the picks will definitely obviously help, but I still think it comes down to the quarterback. Like you have to have one of those. And if Jalen Hurts is the guy, it'll be very quick. If not, good luck. You're going to have to find a new quarterback.
1: But also, in recent years, can you guys think of a team that like had a decent amount of first-round picks and were like? oh, they really did make an improvement in the first year. After that, it was perfect and ready to go. I mean...
2: It took the Browns a minute. The Browns had yeah. a lot of draft picks, but they yeah. still missed on a lot of them. Right. And it wasn't until, they like, it's hard. Miles Garrett, and that really turned it around. But yeah, before I that...
0: Was, I was trying to look. I thought one year the Vikings had a ton and it helped, but no, I can't find it. So, oh, yeah. They they had three. It was Sharif Floyd, Xavier Rhodes, and e. Patterson. So, not that great. Yeah. yeah. So... There's not a this would be like a fun deep dive. I don't know that there's a good track record of multi first round pick like draft holes. Because there's I also, a really good track record of first round picks busting an yeah. and actually
3: being
2: good. There's that.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's really hard to do. That's why there are certain teams that stay making a lot of first round draft picks. Um yep. next question which we already sort of touched on. DK is making a lot of noise with his 100 meter time, but who do you guys think is the slowest player in the nfl
0: (laughs) this is in my opinion not debatable um because we actually have 40 times so what we can do is look at who which active player ran the slowest 40 time who was it orlando Orlando brown jr he ran a (laughs) five (laughs) yard dash five six eight in the 40 so that is the slowest active player in the nfl there's your answer. I wow, don't hello. think
2: that he's gotten faster. No, I was going to say the same thing. I <laughs> I, I don't think that he's been like, you know what? Going to improve this 40 time. Um, right? Maybe his 10 yard split is better.
0: Uh, that was going to be my answer though. He's, yeah. he's got to be. It's like, it's the obvious one. This Trey Adams from Washington was very slow as well. Zach Banner is he was very slow. Active in the NFL though. <laughs> I, I don't know if he is. Zach Banner is, but yeah. Zach Banner was a 10th of a second faster than orlando brown jr yeah and as we it's know kind off an injury a lot
1: yeah yeah it's kind of unfair though too because like the big guys have to be big like you see so many guys come out of the nfl like joe staley and lose like a bunch of weight but they had to keep that weight on to be good at their position so i feel like that's a little unfair for the big guys to be like but
0: joe was weighing like 295 when he was playing you know like yeah. he was light like i don't but know still, what orlando brown weighs now that's but, like still, these guys like, be probably Why receivers
1: are not massive right. guys carrying extra weight and have to keep that weight on to be good at their position
0: for sure you just so, want to feel sympathy for everybody i understand yeah
1: <laughs> i always do i'm like i, get I think it, right what did Melo? what did you call like offensive linemen the big Bog the big Mollies? uglies he called big them uglies. big uglies and i was like that's so mean don't call them that <laughs> that's
0: what they're called
1: we love yeah. when they score touchdowns um uh okay know. you don't like big ITDs. tds i don't you don't like big tds here <laughs> <laughs> I'm six. That was Not my anniversary joke for the day and it was like a 10 year old's joke. Oh, wow. um, next question um, who will be the next NFL or yep. words are hard. They are <laughs> who will be the next NFL QB to be great in the booth
2: That's currently playing? That's tough because we just lost so many like Philip Rivers and Andrew Brees uh okay i'll throw some paige. you'll love my answer uh jimmy garoppolo
0: <laughs> oh he's so fucking boring i don't think he would be good in the booth he might look good and they also yeah, don't it's...
1: show the guys in the booth that much i'd rather him be on the sideline where we can see him more
2: you know Sorry, I think he's the most popular be... quarterback i could think of that will be out of the game soon
0: i think <laughs> chase daniel would actually be very good and i mean i know good. he hasn't played a lot he's played for a long time but Did he take some journalism classes at Mizzou? Right, you would think, but I'm like, some of the great, like, booth quarterbacks weren't great on the field, yeah, you know. So,
1: you can't have everything,
0: right? So, I, I think Chase Daniel would be an interesting one. Um, but like, I, we also need to get like some diversity up there, and I know that's a problem at the quarterback position in general, but like, that is, I'm excited for that next wave, you know, like, so many of the great quarterbacks in the NFL right now are young black men, and so getting them in the booth. Like that's going to be better. Like when we can get, I don't know which one it would have been Deshaun Watson. Had he not gotten in trouble, but get Tyrod Taylor. If he's Tyrod's interested, been he's been in the league for a long time. And he's funny. He's engaging. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. That'd I, be good. I mean, he might be starting for the Texans this year.
0: Right.
1: I would agree with you on that. I would also like throw Baker Mayfield out there just cause I feel like he would give a little spice to it. Yeah. Um, and then in, this is not a quarterback, but I think he absolutely would be hilarious, would be Najee Harris. <laughs>
2: Just because. Oh, of course. Uh, well, because I, he's the answer to everything. <laughs> because I love like him. Right,
1: right. But also his personality is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I think we got to get less stiff in the booth. That's We need really George Kittle up
0: there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, if Jimmy throws one more high pass and almost has. They love right each
1: other. If Jimmy and, and George could do it together, it would be perfect. Because he would bring out the funny in Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Uh, just wait for Trey Lance. He's really going to love him.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Relax. All right, next question. Let's see if I can read this one. Who is the greatest NFL franchise of all time, not just currently?
0: The New England Patriots. 49ers.
1: It is the Patriots. But
0: it's, it's the Patriots. Yeah. Sneaky answer, the Steelers. I was yes. going to say, yeah, after the Patriots, probably the Steelers. Yeah. And it's I know people the Patriots agree. just did it for so long. There's like 100 years of football. Yeah, they've won six Super Bowls in that time. And yep. been in four others, five others yeah i think the packers get too much credit
2: for the first one it's like okay like that was cool but like and they're really good i'm not trying to take anything away from them but like just because you're the first person to do it doesn't really mean anything like the cowboys and their run in the 90s the 90s were pretty decent
1: i was just i said that's what i said first but it obviously is patriots
2: yeah yep and then the Steelers.
1: Yeah, I mean the other part of this too, though, is like in a couple of years from now, if Bill hasn't figured it out and they're not back in, you know, the playoffs, then I, then maybe we can reconsider that because it was the Tom Brady factor. But
0: they the were. Greatest, good I was here. gonna say the greatest NFL franchise is Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: That's, That's true. who it should have been. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that is our show for today. Um, please make sure to keep reviewing on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media. Um, I almost just said my handle instead of at two guys and growing a pod. You can also follow me at that sports page. I don't know if you've heard that that's my Twitter handle, but
2: you know. Really pimping that thing out there today.
1: Yeah, I know. For some also, reason I am.
0: I don't yes. know if people have noticed. Okay. a lot more football content on the show lately. So tell your friends, tell your Twitterers, the show is going to have a lot more football <laughs> as we move forward
1: and maybe so. just football who knows
0: maybe, maybe also i wearing a cleveland shirt i saw that
1: hat? i noticed it when you first got on i was like all right interesting i but i figured you got that when you went to the draft yep and you wonder so, what hat are you wearing
0: it's a kansas city hat so i'm trying to balance it out I had a hoodie on and I got hot, so. He has Cincinnati pants on. Right? <laughs> Indianapolis socks. I'm just Midwesting it up today. Okay,
1: bye. Oh, gosh. Bye, guys.